forever. Dog. The in crowd is hanging out with a killer. This week on the podcast, BB Fast Rice's class trip. Welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast where we discuss the pulpy teen pop culture of our awkward neon youth. I'm Lindsay Katai. I'm Kelly Nugent. And today we are talking about Class Trip by B.B. Foss Rice. Or Fass? Fass Rice. I wasn't sure about that one. Quick cook of rice. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Instant rice. Thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> that pity joke. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, look, it's the cord, I think. What? <laughs> Under the coffee table. Oh, my God. Kelly and I, the whole oh first my God. 10 minutes she was here, oh. um, we were Ten, looking you're being for the... I know. It was like an 20. hour. It's been an hour. Uh, a cord for recording. And I just noticed it under the coffee table. Eagle eyes. Yeah, baby. Okay, now yeah, it's looking so much better. To a power source. Okay, so now we can we can now we can really we talk. can jam out with our clams out about class trip. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I'm reminded of that phrase, it's such a delight. <laughs> I know, <laughs> so disgusting. It is very disgusting. Um, wait, what was the the other day? Was I talking to you? I was talking to somebody, and I said something about it was like the most disgusting um, euphemism for eating someone out and it was like it wasn't me okay it was like <laughs> eating a hot clam salad oh like, <laughs> oh going ham on a clam salad <laughs> Very going gross. going ham on a on a hot clam go, going 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 ham on a steamy clam clam i mean you could just say going ham on a clam clam salad though there's something there Oh, certainly. I'm just <laughs> there's something I'm just trying to like really like yeah. like ham on a clam is like we know it's quick. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, I get it. Going across. ham on ham on a clam. Ham on a clam. But clam salad is a very like visually You could even just like, say clam salad. <laughs> I was tossing her clam salad. <laughs> then there's like booty play in there. Horrible. There's a whole other thing. Listen, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about a book for teens, <laughs> a book for teens called Class Trip, called Clam Salad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to read just the quote that I can find on, um, on, is this Goodreads? What is, why is this like, no, library thing? Wait, hold on. No, Google <laughs> Books, Google Books. Okay. After a storm destroys their canoes, Angie Parker and her classmates discover they're stranded on an isolated shadow island. One by one, the kids meet horrible deaths, and soon <laughs> only the murderer and the final victim will be left on the island. That honest. Honest. An honest bare bones. Yeah. Um what did you think? It was fine. I'm gonna ask you something. Mm-hmm. When did you know that the killer was Angie? Immediately. Great, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, there's no reason to hide it unless yeah. it's Angie, the main character. Yeah. Because um, also... I still... I thought it was like, you know, not 
bad. It was fine. For all that it was like a repetitive killing thing, it was really clicking clicking oh, along. And I ran quick book. I was like, God bless. God bless. I Because we've read it. some real fucking slogs. Where it's just like too much of the same thing over and over. This At was least, quick. like it was a it was a breeze. It was a breeze. I will say that, you know, once you create two of the same thing, you're kind of like, okay, there's a pattern starting. And yeah. Three makes a pattern. Mm-hmm. I will say that two arsenic poisonings is weird. I guess one that is was through a bit eating, of a bummer. And, and then one is through two, like head injury yeah. type things. One is like shooting with a flare gun and one is like beaning with a rock. But the the knife tipped with poison. That was cool. Was very creative. It was very like ricin from uh, Yeah. What's Breaking it called? Bad. Breaking Bad. Um I what I wish I had done was because I I guessed it right away, but then I was still reading it as though she was just like the usual Yeah. Um mousy shy main character who was like finally gonna get a boyfriend and he was probably trying to kill her the whole time. Yes. I wish I had read it like as a fact, like, no, Angie's the murderer. Because then I think you're getting uh, a really kind of a fun, like you're just sitting in the head of a sociopath. Yeah. Who, who has very little feeling about what's going on. So I, because I was like suspecting pretty hard almost immediately that she was the killer. I was like looking for like her thoughts and her, you know, whatever. And I will say, BB, good on you. She has no thoughts about any of these killings. Yeah. And she more just like says things shakily or like she'll even say things and she'll be like, mm, it seemed like they were starting to believe her. And it's like interesting. Well, it was like she was only giving her reactions to them Mm -hmm. and not her reactions to the events that's why i'm like putting it a step above fine is because i went actually i spent way more time doing this than i needed to um but this is how much um care and time i put into this podcast i basically read this book twice i read it as though i didn't know Mm -hmm. and then i went back and combed through looking for slip-ups there weren't any None. I think there was one. And okay. now I can't remember what it was. I probably highlighted it. If I find it, I'll say what it was. But it was like so, so slight. Yeah. Something like. Actually, no, there was one. I remember too. I wonder if we are Where thinking she was of the like same one. scared or like she l- was looking yeah. at the guy. Oh, it's the. No, it's not. It's maybe the canoes. Like wondering about the canoes, or maybe it's her reaction. I don't. I won't keep trying to think of it now. But if I come across it in my highlights, okay. then I'll. Yeah, for say, me, the I one that I, I, that I think I remember is there's a point where, and it, at that point, I was already like, okay, well, I know now because there has there haven't been any slip ups that I could see so far. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's her, and there was like just this part where she's like looking at um, the final boy uh mm-hmm. and like thinks something like she's like scared or something and i guess she could be scared that he's gonna try and kill her yeah i think he she's just scared that she he's gonna get the upper hand yeah it was some tiny tiny slight little thing where it 
did make it seem like she was afraid of one of the other people. I remember maybe it was that. It was yeah. so small though, because the rest is mostly you're. Is just, it with Christabel when Christabel's going fucking off the handle? May, maybe because Christabel does go off the handle. Maybe. And I remember her being kind of scared, and I was like, mm? "So okay, so she uh, used to be best friends with this guy named Michael." Oh yeah, so our main character. Angie. Angie. I don't think we know her last name, do no, we? I don't think so. Maybe. Um, Not enough that we care. We also never get a description. She's never like thinking oh, yeah. about what she looks like. She just like... We know that she's thinner than she used to be. We know that to get into this in-group, she lost weight. She started wearing her hair down. She started wearing makeup and she wears contacts now. Yeah, she used to wear glasses. And she was paying more attention to her clothes. And she used to be friends with this guy named Michael who died in a car accident where he like drove his car off a cliff and it exploded because he was drunk and he was very drunk. And there's this group of kids uh, that she's worked her way. She's ingratiated herself with the cool kids who were the ones who pressured him to drink. Yeah. And it's James who is like the thoughtful one that like was depressed about what happened to Michael. Yeah. He went away to like, I can't think of the actual like better word for it now, but sanitarium. (laughs) (laughs) It's like in such a 40s. Um, I don't know why I can only think sanitarium. Mental hospital. I guess. Or like mental health center. Like the only word that was in my head was insane asylum, which is very bad. Yeah, because I well, the first thing I was going to say is rehab. And I was like, no. Yeah. Retreat. No. Mental institution. I mean, that's what they call it, but that's wouldn't have been what it was. Not yeah. really. He like went. It's more like he 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 went on whatever like a rehab for a nervous breakdown would be. Or yeah. like he just became really despondent after Michael died. And the other popular girls are like, ew, he's crazy. Like literally why? Like why does he feel bad? And Christabel's like the mean, the lean. Lean, mean, main girl. Mm-hmm. She's blonde. She's very beautiful. I highlighted every description okay. of the characters. So when when we get to them naturally, I will say what they look like. Okay. So what's Christabel? Christabel. Every high school must have its reigning beauty, just as every wolf pack needs a leader. And that's what Christabel Collins was. Queen, leader, golden-haired goddess. She ruled the best, the most exclusive clique in school. The one everyone wanted to be a part of, but which included only the prettiest, most popular girls like Christabel and Melanie Downs and Tracy Fisher. Melanie is uh, a bitch. Melanie was as gorgeous in a brunette, dark eyed way as Christabel was stunningly blonde. You had to be good looking to run in this crowd. I know it took a major makeover, hair, wardrobe, body, contact lenses for me to make the grade. But for all her looks and charm, there was a streak of bitchiness in Melanie that lay only barely submerged just beneath the surface. Only now am I like, huh, bitchiness. Yeah. That's not too common. No. And she also like, there's a part which I highlighted because I loved how she described this. Um, It was something like, sorry, I just came across some screenshots for (laughs) the other book that we're about to talk about for our Patreon. Uh, Oh, God, it's just there's so much of it. <laughs> okay. Um, it was something like she was feeling well enough to be bitchy again. And she was talking about Melanie. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, I didn't, I couldn't find it. But yeah, it was something like that Christabel was like not feeling well or like a little freaked out because it was so rainy. And then by the time they get to the cabin, she's like bossing everyone around. She's like, hmm, she feels good enough to be bitchy again. And I was mm-hmm. like, dang, BB. I like that. Yeah, I did like going back and reading and uh, just existing in because um, Angie is a sociopath. Yeah, and she comes across as so spiteful yeah much more spiteful if you know that she's the killer like it goes from if you think she's just a regular girl you're like oh now trying to be in the popular crowd misses her her best friend um and so she's like trying to become someone else Mm -hmm. but she's like so shy and innocent but if you read it knowing it's like she's so detached yeah. And she's, she's so crazy. She is pretty crazy. She like, especially when she's like thinking about Michael, if you look back on it. Yeah. Looking back, I was like, because when what James says to her in the end of the book, mm-hmm. I'm like, um, are you sure that you guys were like in love? Because he came to the party without you. And he seemed pretty interested in Christabel. And then all of a sudden the narrative changes from like, Michael and I were soulmates too. He would have gotten over it. Yeah. And, and she's I was like, like, oh, interesting. And even in the beginning, she's like, um, Michael also, unfortunately, really liked beauty, which is silly because beauty is fleeting. And it's like, whoa, girl. Yeah. I didn't, I wasn't thinking about it. It was so weird, even though I was like, oh, it's Angie and she's the killer. I didn't realize. I wasn't like flipping the perspective mm. even so. And I don't know why I wasn't doing that. I and think I wish I, I only, had been. I only flipped it because I was like searching for flubs. Cause I was like, I'm I wish I had done certain. that. Instead yeah. I went back searching for <laughs> flubs, which took, so I like an extra 40 minutes on this book. <laughs> to just do a deep like comb. scan, scan, scan. That's funny. She, yeah, she's, she's cold. It is weird. Like she made a plan. Yeah, she kept she kept talking about like the perfect crime, and I was like, "This is not a perfect crime." No, like, you are from. a mess. Far from, far from. Um. Oh yeah, Melanie is especially bitchy to Angie. Angie. Yeah. Says somewhere somehow I defended her. Maybe it was because my father owns a successful chain of pharmacies, which makes my family reasonably wealthy, unlike hers. Or maybe because although I was basically a science nerd, I'd managed to crack the inner sanctum, the holy of holies, the in-group. And I should have further realized that she is like kind of a monster when she was like, my family reasonably wealthy, unlike hers. I was like, oh, the rich girl is the hero in this one. I was like, no, rich girl's the villain again. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there's the sh- no sort of like, ew, she's poor. Yep. Yep. From the main characters. No. But she's doing a little bit of an ew, she's poor. Or she just hates me because she's a because poor. Because I'm rich. Um, And then there's Terry, who is like, cool. Tracy. Tracy. So sorry. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. I liked her. I was bummed when she died. Yeah, she was really likable. She was really likable. Um, she's like the athlete. Terry? She's going to go to Stanford for swimming. For yeah, um, she was like really nice to Angie even before she changed. Uh, so here's Tracy. 
Tracy was a tall, sandy-haired jockette. Although she ate like Jaws, the great white shark, she never gained an ounce. There wasn't much meat on her bones, but what was there was artistically arranged. Tracy was one of the more likable members of the group that was heading for Shadow Island. She hadn't made any efforts to get into Christabel's clique. Just the opposite. She couldn't have cared less. Tracy was pretty athletic and headed for Stanford University when she graduated next year, financially backed by a generous swimming scholarship. She didn't need to be a member of the in-group in order to feel good about herself. So her, Tracy and James are the true heroes of the book. And like, if this were a just and right world, they would have gotten together at the mm-hmm. end. But instead, Angie fucking kills her. Like, is kills her like In the what, she's most like the third calculated one? way. She's the third one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So calculated. Mm-hmm. I was so... Also, that was the other thing, right? She... I noticed that when she uh, she's like hearing Tracy's like, oh, I have all these allergies and she's like, hmm, noted. And then um, she's carrying this thing of ashes from the from the fireplace. And Angie's the one who drops it right in front of her. That's where I thought I was going to catch the lie. She fucking does she it. doesn't say I accidentally dropped it. She just says until I dropped, I dropped it. it. Yep. She goes, she goes, I dropped it. And then. So mm-hmm. it went in her face. And um, then and Tracy- it wasn't it wasn't even that um like like this one was super premeditated. She says um at some point um this is the problem when I take when I I highlight it's like, oh good, I'm doing my homework. I have all these notes I can go back to, but then like I have to waste all this time trying to find a highlight. <laughs> um Maybe I didn't highlight this, but it's it's like for us, like, oh, noted, that's probably going to kill her somehow. But Angie is like, Tracy went to get the little bag she kept her nasal spray in that we all knew so well. Mm-hmm. So she definitely, like ahead of time, is like, going to put cyanide yep. in Tracy's nasal yep. spray. And I'm going to drop this thing mm-hmm. right in her face so she has to use it and she's going to die in front of all of us. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. And it's so sad too because she starts like coughing and sneezing but she's also laughing about how extreme it yes. is. She's like, don't worry guys, I'll be okay. And she's like laughing it off and has a really good attitude about it. Goes and gets her nasal spray and dies. Yeah. I was like, man. I know. I really liked her. Tracy. <sighs> And then there's James. James is beautiful. He's beautiful. There's a detail about him that's very important. Yes. (laughs) James was good looking, but not in the big jock style of Chip and Ron. James's face was thin, finely boned, and sensitive. Although he had muscles in all the right places, he was slender and wiry with a narrow waist that made his broad shoulders seem even broader. Okay, do you know what the really important detail is? It comes later. Oh, what? That he's an audio freak. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have He's a real audio freak. He's a real audio freak. Doesn't she remember that? <laughs> he's kind of offended she doesn't remember that. He's like, "Hello, don't you know I'm an audio like, freak? Please remember things about me. I'm in love with you and I always have been." It's also That's fun- the truly sad thing about that James is that her. he always loved her before her transformation which is crazy because she's a sociopath so i and guess was she obsessed was being, with her best friend yeah like what was he seeing like what was he picking up on well clearly like she was beautiful she, she just wasn't like like popular kids beautiful yeah 
so it's funny when we when we learn as an audience that he's an audio freak because all the characters keep saying that as if we are to know what that means. And what they mean by audio freak <laughs> is not like AV geek. No. It is he is an obsessive person who records everything. Just sounds. Just like whatever. He has a little tape recorder he keeps in his pocket. He records he, birds. He recorded the marching band. He recorded the school performance of like Oklahoma or something like West that. West Side Story. West Side Story. Uh, he recorded a I secret confession. I, yeah. And that's how he gets her in the end is she like wants to tell him. I thought that was a fun like switch is like, oh, we're getting in the mind of somebody and we're getting an explanation of why they lay out their whole evil plan. Yeah. And why they did it. And it and she talks about it's like, but like when you got down to I want I wanted James to know. Also because she's like, you're special like me and I just mm -hmm. have to kill you because like too a, bad, so sad. Yeah, too bad, so sad. Like A, I'm gonna get in trouble, so you gotta go. B, like you did you were one of the people that technically killed Michael, so like you gotta go. Even though you like really got depressed about it, you still were there. Yeah. You still didn't stop it. Yeah. And he's like, I was drunk too. And she's like, I don't care. And he's like, I was so depressed. And she's like, I don't care. And, and I was also, drunk and depressed. I gave up alcohol. I don't care. <laughs> and then also he's like, I, I liked also that he's like, look, you're going to kill me anyway. I at least deserve to know why you're doing this. And she's like, you know what? You're right. Because you are special. And I will tell this to you. And I want you to know why. Exactly. Because she was proud. Yeah, she was like and, proud and of everything she'd done. Yeah, proud of everything. And it's not just, it's more fun to get that inside the killer's head than the person stalling. Yeah, it was Because cool. then it's not like, they went on as though proud of what they'd done. Instead, you're there with her and she's like, why am I telling this? I just really want to share this with James because I do care about him. And also, I want, I think he deserves to know why this is happening. I agree. And it's also cool to like, see someone falling for this person that's stalling, like falling for their trick. Because like, I am a little bit annoyed with like protagonists being like, <laughs> and then I was so smart. I, push the buttons to get them to stall a little bit because I'm so good at mm -hmm. avoiding being killed. So instead we don't have to hear that shit. Exactly. We just know it's happening because yeah. I highlighted at the end when this is happening, I highlighted and then you killed Melanie. James continued, where'd you store the cyanide? We looked through everyone's gear and I noted, Angie, you dumb dumb. He's an audio freak. Mm. What do we you think know. he's doing he's right now? He's an audio freak. This was established. <laughs> She's too caught you up. No, he's recording you. Yeah, she's too. She's crazed. She is crazed. She's gone off the deep end. Um, I'll just get to the other two yeah, teens Chip on the and Ron because they don't care matter. Yeah, Ron is Christabel's boyfriend. Uh, there were heavy footsteps on the porch, and Ron Johnson staggered through the door, loaded down with a bulging backpack and huge ice chest containing some of the perishable food we would be needing for a week of roughing it on the island. It was a heavy load, but Ron had the muscles to carry it. Over six feet tall and ruggedly handsome, Ron was, without question, the most popular boy at Oak Bridge High. He was captain of the football team, president of the student government, and involved in at least three other clubs. All those assets, of course, made him the perfect partner for Christabel Collins. Are, 
Do fucking any high schoolers look like this? No. Outside of these books? No. No. It's like these books and Riverdale. Yeah. They and I guess like teen exist. dramas, they look like that. They're so skinny. Actually, I remember there were some pretty jacked dudes in my high school that like were pretty beefy, but it was like there were like two or three of them. Everyone else was like either stock thin or doughy. Yeah. It, it was, was never like this cut. It's like we had big like maybe buff beefy guys mm -hmm. like who were on the football team, but I wouldn't look at them and go, wow, he is so muscular and ruggedly handsome. It's like, yeah. no, it would be like big beefy acne. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> there were actually, you know what? There were a couple guys who I remember were like, um, there was this guy that did pole vault with me that w had like a pretty, he had a hot bod. He had a really <laughs> good body. I remember like, I would like look at him and just be like, he has a really good body. <laughs> His face was not that cute, but he had a really, really, really like buff for a high schooler body. I think it's just one of those toss the dice. I can't rare. think of seeing a boy in high school and being like, wow, look at his muscles. There were a couple guys that I did stare at their muscles. Hmm. I think it, I mean, for certain, I mean, all the other sports like cross country and stuff was like all these like little stick figure people. Wiry. Yeah. But I remember like staring at the like arms of some of the, um, some of the baseball guys were pretty that makes sense. Pretty big. The Some of the pole vaulting guys were kind of big. Um, the football guys. But I mean, they were not really... Our football team wasn't good. <laughs> um, Maybe I just wasn't oh, the paying surf guys, attention. Surf guys had really good bodies. I never had like a really serious crush on anyone in high school. I just like... I had just like... People. Yeah, I just had like a... Like spraying perfume in a room. And it just like... Whoever walked by yeah. would walk through the cloud of perfume and then I'd uh, like a like um diluted crush. Yeah. <laughs> the diluted yeah. scent of my crush would be on them. Yeah. It would fade after a while. Yeah, it would always fade. I yeah. I I think I was just like, you know, I, those surfer guys had some really good bodies. Those <laughs> they some nice their shoulders. Their shoulders were good. Yeah, it was good. First time I can remember thinking, oh, hello, about like a, like an ear in real a life thin person. guy with like, who's like slender, but cut, mm -hmm. um, was, um, <laughs> I can't even remember his name. Uh, the lead singer of Incubus. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> no, I need to look. Brandon something? Yeah, I think it's Brandon something. People are going to be screaming. <laughs> But like nobody real. Brandon Boyd. Brandon Boyd. Oh God. I remember thinking he was cute. Okay. He do you know who beautiful. I had a crush on that's really embarrassing as, in, as far as musicians go? Who? <laughs> Trying to pull up his name. Doug Robb, the lead vocalist and founding member of Hoobastank. No. <laughs> Kelly, no. <laughs> Kelly. Kelly. No. <laughs> Kelly. Oh, Kelly. I remember seeing the music video for The Reason, and I, and I remember me and my best friend were watching it, 
and it ends and then we're both just quiet for a second and we were both like he was kind of cute huh oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i'm trying to find i was really into my photo that i am thinking of but i mean i'll have to post this but look look at this he was cute his this cute boy yeah, he's cute um pictures of him now he definitely looks older we'll have to post should post it right now like hey no. tune in next week to find out why, why we're, we're talking posting about this these photo people. right now i want to post this and then the picture of doug rob this is doug rob <laughs> yeah i mean kind of cute <laughs> <laughs> And the reason is you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Look at this picture. Of him. <laughs> I want to post that one. Forty-six best Doug Rob from Hoobastank images. I just found that on Pinterest, but for Brandon Boyd. <laughs> yep. Oh my god! I just found a Pinterest for Doug Rob from Hoobastank. I yeah. 49 best Incubus Brandon Boyd love images. <laughs> love images. I don't know why it's phrased that way. Wow. Wow. Because now I searched. Oh, my goodness. Now I have just found some demon Incubus concept art. Weird oh, deviant art wow. page. Oh man, I'm gonna look at some the lyrics. That's to, good stuff. All right, I'm not a perfect person. There's many things I wish I didn't do. Man, I was into this song. Continue learning. I never meant to do those things to you, and so I have to say before I go. That I just want you to know <laughs> I found a reason for me For me <laughs> Just singing the entirety To change who I used to be I, can't I really wish that you were doing Jordan. the harmonies I feel I can't. alone I'm, Like if I tried on this it would be too bad I, <laughs> it, it would be unacceptable I refuse to do that to our listeners for me like it's laughable that you think i would know what the harmonies were in this song. start over new and the reason is you yeah you <laughs> man i found a reason for me to change who i used to be that's not that good of a lyric oh you think <laughs> <laughs> you don't think it's great pretty bad be bad uh incubus um see i'll just look up brandon boyd from the year 2000 i just remember that one line i wish i like, could find this specific photo that would be fun oh well that you lusted over mm-hmm. the part that, that what's that one song where he's like like a backlit canopy what's that song <laughs> what's that song mm-hmm. With holes punched in it. Yeah, okay. It was It's Wish You Were Here. I wish you were here, right? Yeah, I listened to that album so much freshman year of college. Oh, God. This part, this is so, this, what a terrible fucking line. Wait, I don't remember how this first part goes. I lay my head onto the sand. The sky resembles a backlit canopy with holes punched in it. Counting UFOs. 
I mean, I signal them with my lighter. A lot of times, if you just read song lyrics, they sound like the worst poem ever written. <laughs> True. And in this moment, I am happy, happy. <laughs> I wish you were here. <laughs> oh, I, right. Remember this part? The world's a roller coaster and I am not strapped in. Sounds right. Part. I remember that part. Sounds right. Of course, my favorite was Drive. <sighs> Pretty basic. Pretty basic of me. Okay, I'm Googling Incubus best songs. <laughs> Pardon me while I burst into flames. Is that That's something? the song that I listened to. Pardon me. For, or mm-hmm. that's the album that I was listening to. Oh, there's also Dig. Wait, so what was Drive? We're going to look right now. I cannot think of it. Also, I have a, I'm getting over a cold. Sometimes I feel the fear of uncertainty stinging clear. Where's the chorus? Oh, whatever, t- whatever tomorrow yeah, there it is. brings, I'll be there. Oh, with open arms and open eyes. Yeah, man. Cool. So we listened to some really cool music. Um, the year 2000 to 2003 was maybe the best year of culture. <laughs> I count that as one year. <laughs> the year of 2000 to 2003 is the best year of culture. You know what is a really good year of music? 1997. I, and 2004, actually. I am always drawn to uh, 1993. Look up 2004. But it's because I was a child. It's because you're a child. When uh, that music was coming out. Formative, formative time. Oh, God. 2004. Okay. Just Lose It by Eminem. <laughs> I don't know that 2004 Freakily was the Pablo. best year for music, Kelly. I don't know where that statement came from. <laughs> oh, my God. Leave. Get out right now. It's the end of you and me. It's too late. It's by Jojo. I don't remember this. Don't Tell Me by Avril Lavigne. Mm-hmm. Confessions Part 2 by Usher. There was a girl... There is a girl in my specific suite in my dorm freshman year of college. Her name was Wenji and she played, she had this playlist that is like, a f- some of the songs will be burned on my brain forever. Um, it was the Gwyneth Paltrow, um, Huey Lewis cover from the movie Duets. What? Um, what? Of the Smokey Robinson song. Oh, Fuck. Uh, cruise like cruise away something like that uh, there was J-Lo I think J-Lo and Ja Rule wait which cruising yeah interesting yeah um, <laughs> what was the other one by Ja Rule I think it was the I'm Real by J-Lo and Ja Rule but that might have mm. been later because this all would have had to be 2000 to 2001 um, but whenever I hear one of those songs now, I'm like thrown back into Brisa Hall at UC Irvine. That's crazy. Oh, get your freak on. That was 2001. That I was really not liked on the Missy list. Elliott. That was not on the list. I'm Real by JLo. Did you say that one already? What year was that? 2001. Okay. That was one of them then. Uh, Bootylicious by Survivor. Nope. By Survivor. <laughs> on Survivor <laughs> by Destiny's by, Child. Yeah. Um... Hit him up style. Oops. Nope. I want to be bad. Nope. You remind me. Wow. Here, wait. I'm just going to play the Gwyneth Paltrow, Huey Lewis 
cruising cover from the movie Duets, which I have not seen. <laughs> Baby, let's time here's the thing though in this movie they are father and daughter (laughs) really Mm -hmm. here we go Really? Yeah. Father daughter, I believe. Estranged father daughter. But about they're people that who together. do karaoke. Anyway, now that I've mentioned that, all of the other songs went right the fuck out of my head. Yeah. But th- she played them so much. Wow. I'm looking through all the different popular songs from 2001. Love Don't Cost a Thing. Oh. Miss Jackson, that was one of them. Mm. What about Can't Get You Out of My Head? No, no. It was a very specific list. It wasn't just greatest hits of the year. It was a specific Wengie list. Wengie's list. I bet my friend Connie would remember all of them. Because then Connie's music was also is also burned into my brain because she loved Incubus and a Perfect Circle. And Weezer. 2000 has so many songs that I'm just like, oh, holy fuck. I remember all of these. Bye Bye Bye, Country mm-hmm. Grammar, Real Some Shady, Kryptonite. 2000 was a big year. Yeah. Oops, I did it again. I Hope You Dance, B.O.B., Beautiful Day. It's gonna be me. Shackles, Praise You. Oh, I remember that song. Wow. Um... It wasn't me. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, that was another one that was on the list. Really? Yeah. Yellow by Coldplay? Not on the list. Miss Jackson, you said. Mm Mm-hmm. Shake your ass? No. Bounce with me. Oh, uh, let the dogs out. Shaggy, it wasn't me. Mm Mm-hmm. That was on there. Feel Good Hit of the Summer by Queens of the Stone Age? No. Southern Hospitality? No. I'm like a bird, I only fly away. Nope. Cha-cha slide? No. <laughs> Last Days of Disco by Yola Tango? No. Uh, Weapon of Choice by Fatboy Slim? Wow. No. What a trip down memory lane. Indeed. Um, Indeed. So, okay. Uh, Angie, basically like... So yeah, anyway, Ron Johnson, big old chunk. And then there's uh, Chip, who is Melanie's boyfriend. Yes. He... Chip was Melanie's boyfriend. He was athletic and popular, but not particularly smart. He couldn't be, considering the fact that he thought he was Mr. Lucky himself, king of the hill, to be sweet, sexy little Melanie's main man. I rest my case. That's all she says about Chip. She's like, well, Chip's with Melanie, so (laughs) take from that what you will. Yep. Yep. So, okay, who dies first? Chip, right? No. Wrong. Yeah, Yeah, Chip. Chip? Chip dies 
Chip gets rock to the head. Hit rock. Then no, does Tracy die? I think Tracy dies second. Tracy dies second. Then it's Ron. That's sad. Yeah. That uh, yeah. Tracy dies. Uh, nasal spray. Mm-hmm. Ron flare gun to the head. Honestly, I would say it's smart to get rid of Tracy quickly because Tracy can overpower her once she's hip. Like it's true, she's a jockette. Yeah, she's a jockette, and she has muscles in all the right places. <laughs> so, like arranged artistically. Yes. So, like, if she were to be hip to like, oh, one of us is the killer. Then she she could fight. Yeah, she could fight. Like so, you got to get rid of her quick. She's got a sexy lady swimmer's body. She does. She's probably really hot. I think swimmer's bodies maybe the the most attractive to me athletic body. I like a swimmer's body. I like a soccer boy's body. Soccer yeah, players. I think those are similar. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. built for speed. Yeah. Um, these are our favorite types of body. <laughs> swimmers, <laughs> soccer. <laughs> um healthy <laughs> uh, uh, these are the bodies that we like jumpers <laughs> <laughs> jumpers walkers people who live in a chair <laughs> um the cupboard dwellers <laughs> cover cupboard cupboard now they were just turning into like the littles <laughs> from that cartoon oh wait what is that cartoon um, it's those tiny little mouse people who live in your walls and they use your stuff as their furniture. That's, I think I know this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was all. Anyway. Um, uh, Ron dies because he gets shot in the back. Th- this was the part where I was like, for sure, she's the killer. Like I knew that she was before, but like when she's like in the cabin and he's like I'm going to take this flare gun out and I'm going to shoot it out into the sky even though James said don't do that and I'm going to get someone to notice that we're stuck on this island and she's like mm, okay and then next chapter he's dead I was yeah. like oh that's for sure her yeah it's very artfully <laughs> I don't know about artfully it's well done that it's it'll just be like and that's the last time uh, we saw Ron. Yeah, just <laughs> be like, it's the last time we saw Ron because they shot him in the head. Yep, and then nobody saw him again. Yep, yep. So it's not like, and then I left. When I left Ron, he was alive and well. It's like, nope. I left the beach, and no one saw Ron again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one saw Chip again. Yeah. So Ron gets shot in the back of the head with a flare gun. It's very uh-huh. messy, and then. Melanie gets cyanide poisoning, poisoning again. Yes, with the in tea. her mug, and Christabel hightails it out of there because she is pretty sure it, that James and Angie are teaming up as mm-hmm. the murderers. Yeah, and then Angie catches up with her in the woods and cuts her with a poison knife. And the knife has a medicine on it that if you ingest it, it's fine. But if it makes contact with your bloodstream, you die instantly, even if it's like a tiny drop. So it's basically the ricin, except ricin, it's like if you touch it, you die, right? So probably maybe like touch it or breathe it. Yeah. Or if you like for sure, if you ingest it. Yeah. So anyway, this is a super poisonous thing. Um, So she puts it on the tip of a blade and just like basically nicks her with it and she dies. Mm hmm. Then it's just her and the audio freak. Yep. And yeah. And that's when it, she finally starts revealing her whole evil plan. Mm-hmm. 
and he records the whole thing and she's like and she starts to like she's like oh they're coming because so they were supposed to be chaperoned by like who was got this? you covered there as well thank you because i highlighted because it never at first it didn't say that mr holmberg brings mrs holmberg it just said mr holmberg when and mrs. i was holmberg like was there i was like what inappropriate yeah. when mrs holmberg was there i was like thank god yeah yeah he shouldn't be alone with them. um so going on this trip mr holmberg was head of the science department at oak bridge every single Every spring break, he took a small group of students on a camp out to an island in a remote part of the state. And I was like, excuse me. <laughs> and then the purpose of the expedition was to study the flora and fauna of the heavily wooded island. And Mr. Holmberg was always generous in giving extra science credits yeah. to those making the trip with him. And I was like, ew. <laughs> a week on Shadow Island and a decent written report were enough to ensure a minimum of grade B minus in science. I was like, Wow, sexual favors yes. are being traded on Shadow Island. Also um, Shadow Island. But then it turns out his wife always comes on the trip um, to make it a couple's orgy. Mm -hmm. um, it's a key party. And Mrs. Holmberg was a frail, thin little woman in contrast to her husband. Hot. Her husband, an outdoorsy, barrel-chested man. It was rumored he spent his weekends hiking nature trails, binoculars in hand, in search of some rarely sighted bird. Ron said he saw him once in a park with a butterfly net running after a choice specimen. He said Mr. Holmberg looked exactly like one of those dancing elephants in the Disney movie Fantasia. Rude. Wow, that's so mean. So rude. The first thing that was jumping out at me beyond, oh, she's the killer, mm -hmm. was... What the fuck year is this? Yeah. Because it starts out with Christabel doing her best Betty Davis impression. That was crazy. And, and Angie's like, I'd seen it before and it wasn't very good. And then, and then when, um, when like Chip or Ron is mad at Christabel or Melanie, I don't remember if Christabel or Melanie says this, but this is when I made the note. What the fuck year is this? Would she miss him terribly? She had only laughed. I'm sure I'll find someone to help me pass the lonely hours, Angie, she'd said. You know that old saying. Men are like streetcars. If you miss one, another will be coming along right behind. It's like yeah. teenagers would never say men are like streetcars. Also, men, you know the old saying, men are like streetcars. When they was this book written? Put out of business by oil companies. <laughs> So then here's, I, so I, I was like, I'm not even going to look up what year this was written or published. I'm just going to see if at some point the book makes it a little clearer. And so I keep reading, I keep reading, and I finally get to this. Well, James said cheerfully, we all have to have hobbies, don't we? This is right after it's like audio freak, audio freak, yeah, note yeah, for yeah. later, audio freak. But why is yours so boring, James? Tracy asked. Why didn't you tape something we could really enjoy, like rap or something? I was like, rap? Yeah. What the fuck year is this? Yes. That means this has to be like the 90s. 93. That's crazy. So uh, nobody's doing their Betty Davis impression and talking about streetcars as a teen in 1993. I think what BB is doing. Mm -hmm. is pulling from her own life as usual as usual and not realizing that teens don't talk like that um and because it does seem like maybe teens said that in like the 50s exactly because actually i like while well, well, 50s or maybe 60s that phrase is still sure. getting passed on or maybe it's something like 
in the 70s, a kid is like, oh, you know, my mom always says this. But yeah. You, I don't think you would I, repeat it. I can see a version where BB had a slightly odd mom mm-hmm. who would say things like this because then later uh, <laughs> there's a line. My mother had this old saying that when you shiver, it means a goose, goose is, is going just walked your, across yes. your grave. And I was like, goose? Yeah, I was like, goose. Since when is goose a part of that saying? And right after that, she's like, and... I understood why you said and it that was bit. really kind of true. And I was like, yeah. wait, but how do you feel that? It's like goose. Well, everyone knows yeah. that when your Standing ears are burning there on that terrible island, I knew what she meant. I was like, no. But how did you know? Somebody walked across your grave. A goose? A goose? <laughs> a goose? That's not ominous. Um, so yeah, maybe she just had like a weird, quirky, old fashioned mom. She might have. Also, she poisons the Holmbergs with... Um, laxatives so that they can't go on the trip with them Mm -hmm. and they make it out there and then (laughs) hmm? i said that was kind of funny and then i went (laughs) yeah when i read when i read over that the second time around i was like oh yeah i guess it is really like kind of clear that uh angie did this yeah she she feels nothing about it she feels feels no kind of sympathy about them being sick she's there is no kind of like poor she's in fact like she's like i almost started laughing because she was being so hammy and dramatic about Mm -hmm. it and it's like ooh, cold angie Mm -hmm. also like do you remember the part where james is like think you he thinks he's talking about christabel and he's like you know sociopaths like they can be charming and like Mm -hmm. really fool you and angie's like "Mm, yes (laughs) yeah because she doesn't think she's a sociopath she's just like true and yeah that is true Mm -hmm. i've heard she thinks christabel is one yeah which i don't think she is narcissistic personality maybe but yeah she's narcissist um christabel straight up loses it at one point melanie gets hysterical so angie straight up slaps her in the face and it works Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) um and then yeah melanie gets hysterical and then christabel does too she's like screaming and like is like you're all ganging up on me and trying to kill me and like locks herself in a room um man this It's kind of weird, but this reading this like made me want to go to an island like one of these islands. I don't know why. (laughs) It's like very creepy that I want to do that. Um, I will say that I did not have that thought. Mm. Yeah, I'm aware (laughs) that it probably weird. Your hair clip looks like a little tiara. I know. I was okay. So I was a little seashell tiara. It's a little seashell tiara. It's rose gold, and I was trying to clip my hair this morning, and I put it like right here yeah. and i was like that needs to not i put it basically on the middle top of my head so it's like a little baby tiara and i was like that needs to not be clipped there no i love it <laughs> makes me look like a little i love baby. it if you're walking around in a plaid flannel shirt sweatpants and a little i commented tiara. earlier that i cannot be in an instagram story today <laughs> because i look too bad <laughs> i think she looks cute Get yourself a friend like Lindsay. Because <laughs> honestly, like, it, it's... Cr- it, you Look. Well, she looks like lounge cute. Here's the thing. Everyone should have great self-esteem. Blah, blah, blah. You're all beautiful. <laughs> but do you ever have one of those days where you, like, look in the mirror and you're like, wow, like... Th- <sighs> Every day. But, like, you ever look in a mirror and you're just like, this is 
so much worse than like, like you have like one of those days where you're like, wow, I look worse than I've ever looked before. I have felt that way for a few weeks now because something is going on with my skin. I don't know if it's my medication or what the deal is, but I've been breaking out so much. Really? You can't tell from here. Good. I am breaking out a little bit right here, which is kind of bothering me. Um, I need to uh, get back to using that curology. I just ordered some today because I was starting to break out. My sister... It changed my life. Used our promo code. And yeah, she was like, this has changed everything. Seriously. you got, like. By the I, way, they, they have not re-upped or no, anything with us. they have not us. re-upped. Um, they should, clearly. This is purely my like... My sister, like, is like, thank you so much. She now talks about her consultant on curology like they're a good friend of hers. <laughs> Seriously, like, I used to get, like, the worst cystic acne. And and I know that, like, you know, every everybody's skin is different. Some people, it might not work for you. But me, personally, I used to get really bad cystic acne and... um. It would just, you know, it sucks. It 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 really fucks with your self-esteem and it, whatever. Mm-hmm. And since starting Curology, I have not had that. Granted, I've also like stopped taking hormonal birth control and like other things. So it's like true. Different but things. My but, sister swears by it. And even and before. I, got, I was just, get, I got lazy with washing my, I guess I don't like washing my face before bed. Mm-hmm. I want my bedtime routine as short as fucking possible. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't doing the, I wasn't doing the nighttime routine, which is when you put the medicated part yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was fucking up, but uh, I really got to start doing it because uh, it is actually very good. It is you really guys. good. And again, they have not paid us again. I want to see if they'll do another ad because honestly, it was so I love it. And on and even and I said the, the hormonal birth control thing, but I did notice my skin getting better before I quit. So yeah. honestly, it's just another one. Outdoor voices. Love their stuff too. <laughs> they haven't re-upped with us. I went and I bought like five more shirts. Yeah. And another pair of leggings. And I was driving, I had to go, I don't know, like mid Wilshire. No, I had to go to fucking Beverly Hills a few weeks ago. Mm. And ugh, nightmare from Burbank. Yeah. Gross. So I um, was driving back and the route I took uh, had me on Melrose, West, West LA, like West Hollywood, mm-hmm. Melrose. And I turn on the street and as I'm driving, what do I see? A fucking outdoor voices store. <gasps> I didn't know they had a brick and mortar. Yeah. We got to go. I fucking lo- like, I just wear those shirts as shirts. I love their stuff. I also really like Everlane's pants. I have gotten so many compliments on the pants that I've gotten from them. They fit me really well. And I usually have irritations with buying pants because for me, the legs fit well. And then the hips and waist area are too small. Yep. That is always the case with me. Or like the crotch is too small in pants. Have you ever had that? Yeah. Where I'm like, what? I'm like, I don't what need is this to small see crotch? a fucking underwear line right yes. now. Yes. And like the, like, I don't need jeans, camel toe thing. Yes. Like, what it's very weird. Garbage? Like, sometimes everything will fit fine, except the fucking... It's like I'm yes. sitting on a clothesline. Yes. And I'm like, why is it so tight? Why would you do it's this? It's so tight right there. Why? Nobody asked for that. And I don't know how it gets this that tight. This is not Tyra Banks' new Sports Illustrated no. cover. Exactly. They fit like those <laughs> bikini bottoms. Yes. It's horrible <laughs> it's so uncomfortable but everything else is fine and then it's just that the seam is like 
it's seriously like you're it's trying to sitting, thong. It's trying to thong. It's trying to thong. It's making a thong attempt. Mm-hmm. It's no good. It's so bad. It's so weird. Who and would? It, who does that fit? I don't know. Size zero. You are so I'm skinny. Size zero. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was like, wait, how could you possibly? No, it's it's like too short or something. I don't know what it is. It's just not. Ugh, it's bad. Right. You know, it, it is and making it's not me... low rise. No, it's too small of a crotch. Yeah, no, it's too small of a crotch. Because like you can button it. Yeah, but it looks bad. And then. Have you ever like had a pair of those pants <laughs> and you're like, you know what? I have to fucking wear these. So you wear them <laughs> and then you have to sit down for a long time and one of your legs just falls asleep. <laughs> no, because I couldn't bring myself to wear them out of the house. Oh, God. And it is just the most uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like have you ever done that thing where your pants the crotch is too small but you have to leave your house you have to and you have to be wearing pants when you leave your house and then you'll be sitting for a long time and then um your limbs die and then you get (laughs) severed in half up the middle (laughs) it's crazy and it was always those times where i'd be like this is it would happen to me a lot in law school because i had this pair of shorts that like Oh, like they, it was just so bad. Like I had to like constantly be pulling down the like legs of the shorts <laughs> to like allow myself to have circulation. <laughs> and I would think that it was fine if no one could see the crotch area. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'll just wear like long shirts. <laughs> so I'd wear these like long shirts with these fucking tight crotch pants. <laughs> and I would try like, I would try to like sit like, kind of like a mermaid like on um, like side so that way it wasn't like pre- pressing mm-hmm. but then i'd have class sit all day like a mermaid yeah like if i had to sit like on a like you are now like right now actually these <laughs> the crotch of these sweatpants is so really small <laughs> sweatpants <laughs> small, small crotch sweatpants <laughs> like what even is that <laughs> what if all of a sudden next week Karen is like, okay, so you guys got this ad. Here's the copy. Um, and it's for subscription boxer for small crotch sweatpants. Guys, guys, you know how it is when um like there's not enough tightness in the worst possible spot. Have you ever been like laying in your bed and thought, I wish that my pants were tighter than my crotch? Have you ever thought like, you know what? I don't think my vagina needs as much air as it has. <laughs> you know what? I haven't had a yeast infection in a really long time. So let's roll the dice. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to Roll the Dice Sweatpants. <laughs> They're 100% polyester. <laughs> but they are coming out with some new ones. Po- 80s. 80 polyester, yeah. uh, 10% nylon, <laughs> and 10% metal. And they're a thick weave. They're Egyptian and weave. They, it does come with a deadbolt lock <laughs> to protect your flower. To protect your flower. Yeah, but also give it a yeast infection. <laughs> I, to give your protected flower a yeast infection. I know that like the ancient times are not a general time for cleanliness, mm-hmm. but... Okay, A, are chastity belts real? Did people have to wear them for real? 
Yeah, some kind of version. The one I always picture, though, is the um, the one from <laughs> Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where it is literally a lock, which is what I was thinking of just then. Yeah, some sort of like corsety nonsense. Um. Okay, everything you've heard about chastity belts is a lie, <gasps> including their very existence. <gasps> oh, on. my God, I was so Wait, wrong just then. Really? Okay, hold on. Oh, that's what the box service is called. Chastity belts. <laughs> chastity belts. Chastity pants. Um, chastity box. Uh, there you go. Because <laughs> box. Because box. Because box. Means Vijuani. Um, so there's not much evidence for well, chastity belts. Where the fuck did this shit come from? Myth making. How dare. Um... Very few historical references to a man actually trying to put a chastity belt on his wife. Uh, couched in theology. I thought it was a dad putting it on the daughter thing. Yeah. What? Okay, All right. Whatever. Man. Ooh. <laughs> Some of these look very scary. Big shock. Yeah, I guess it's just like an anti-sex thing. I feel like there are, though, because I feel Who like people have first that we've seen them. them. Maybe it's based on like a torture device, not an actual thing that, I don't know. Oh, because it's it would be too hard to like pee and poo and stuff and have your period when you're wearing a chastity belt. Why? I have like a zipper and a button. I well, thought it was just something like that. I thought it was like you take it off to go to the bathroom and that like the girl is just sort of like, well, this is what I have to wear. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm seeing a lot of articles that like, as we know of it, medieval chastity belts are a myth. Wow. I am really let down by Robin Hood. <laughs> I've been lied to. Wow. By one of my favorite movies. I don't I don't think that is actually one of my favorite movies. Oh, modern chastity belts are real. Most are confined to the realm of fetish play. Well, that doesn't count. And anybody can wear them, regardless of sexual organs. Um, okay. Ripley's Believe It or Not. Huh. Wow. So I guess they're not that real. Mm. I was so wrong just now. I was like, with all the confidence in the world. I thought they yeah, were real. They were. I thought they, they were, were real. <laughs> I, I thought that like, I could, I could have sworn, is this just like a Berenstain Bears thing? Like I could have sworn that like I've been in a museum and seen a chastity belt. Well, that may have been a torture device, not a like... Uh chastity belt and that may be where like the myth started or like the pair it got like twisted yeah the pair i will never forget learning about the pair i learned it at a torture exhibit before going to medieval times when i was in like junior high i think i might have learned about it there too what the fuck medieval times the pair the pair there's the iron maiden there's like the thing that you like stretch out on the rack the rack there's the tar and feathering there's like that's more of just like a general oh hobbling hobbling crazy i can't remember other devices dude that kind of shit is fucked up (laughs) torture's fucked up you know what (sighs) 
I feel like not enough people are talking about that. <laughs> You're going to do a tweet about the, that? Yeah, I'm going to tweet. You know tweet. what? It's Sunday you know and what? I've got time. <laughs> you know what? Since it's Sunday and I've got time, I'm going to lay down a little knowledge about torture on you. It's wrong. It's like fucked up. It is pretty fucked up. Like tweet one, tweet two. It's pretty fucked up. <laughs> tweet three. Mess. So now you know. <laughs> it It is I, crazy that like it used to happen a lot in the medieval yeah. times. I mean, I, mean, I guess it happens it's just, now, but it there does were, happen like now. whole instruments and it was like a whole like Europe wide yeah. practice. Yeah. I've never seen you do that with your hair. I every now and then I will just do it and hold it, but I never keep my hair like this. Yeah. I've just for our, all our listeners, I have twisted part of my hair up in a knot. She's doing a little half knot, but like a true, just like a little hideous knot. I think it looks cute. Well, thank you. It looks very trendy. Mm. You look like you're getting like give me your juice. tiara, <laughs> moon juice. Yeah, you can put the. I tiara. don't ever feel like I can do that because of my like wispy, broken hairs all around. Like you have nice hair for that because it's not really like broken and sticking up and no, I have, wisping around. No, you I have, have like little wisps. cute wispies. No, I. Think but you don't have this. Bullshit. But that's a cute wispy. See, oh, you're, no, you're thinking that it's you're cute a liar. because it's someone else. No, this is seriously, hideous. Seriously. It, like, seriously. No, Kelly. <laughs> no. You don't. No. no look, don't. At, I have this weird Shut friend. up. Like, shut up right now. Look at this one. What is that? Horrible. Horrible. See, but they're long enough that they would go back in the no, twist up. They fall out. Mm. <laughs> Well, mm. somebody walked in here with a clip in her hair and I was viewing perfection. So. Ew, it looks so bad, you guys. It looks so bad. <laughs> Kelly's a liar. She's a liar about her liar looks and, and she's a liar about my looks. Oh my God, whatever. <laughs> God, whatever. I whatever. fucking hate you. This is the last episode of this podcast I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. I've had it with your like uplifting support. <laughs> I'm fucking really? over it. Uh, it's really uh, cramping my style. Fucking fake. Um, do you have anything else to say about this book? I guess I don't. You know what? I now that after talking about it, I think I liked it more than I thought I did. I did, I did like it. I think it's worth a read. It's on Kindle Unlimited. I'm sorry, it's on Condal Unlimited. Yeah. Um. So if you have a subscription to that, you kind of and you like reading these books, you kind of have no reason not to. Yeah. And there's a class trip too. Yeah. What the fuck is that going to be what about? Could that be about? Is James, it, do you think it's her or do you think it's a different person? James I'm going to look it up. breaks her out of the joint. Oh, I actually I wanted to talk about that because the characters, the shitty characters are very shitty about James having gone to, um, as I said, a sanitarium. <laughs> um, like here's Christabel, an example from Christabel. No wonder they put him away. Christabel said when James was out of earshot, they shouldn't have let him out. Personally, I think he's still crazy. Um, but then later, um, when they're like trying, they're all accusing each other because, you know, one of them's a murderer and they're pretty freaked out. Uh, insane people don't need reasons for doing what they do. Christabel was looking directly at James now. James's face reddened angrily and he started to say something, but she cut him off. Let's face it, James, you were acting pretty weird last semester. You could still be weird, but hiding it. I suffered from depression last semester, Christabel, not insanity. There's a difference, you know. I cut in. Isn't it time that you stopped bringing up the fact that James was under a doctor's care last semester? He's obviously worked out whatever it was that caused his depression. Like, yeah, depression is not insanity. No, it's not insanity. 
Um, okay. What do you do you think class trip two is about any of the main character? Well, it's about James <laughs> any Sla- of or, the two main characters. Yeah, or new people. Um I would be disappointed if James and or Angie weren't involved in some way. Okay, so from so what I up. see, I don't know for sure because I haven't read it. Because if it was just like now there's a new sociopath whose head you're living in, that would be Well, so we're in like a someone else's repeat. head, I think. We're in Hallie's head. Mm-hmm. Hallie and her friends are lost, stranded in Hollyoak, a small town deep in the mountains, a town isolated from the rest of the world. At first, Hallie is charmed by Hollyoak's odd customs. The townspeople are warm and friendly, too friendly. They want to make sure that Hallie and her friends stay forever. Oh, well, that sounds very different. Sounds extremely different. Sounds interesting. And as long as it's not like another group of friends getting picked off as revenge. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? <clears throat> that sounds different enough. Sounds different. Um... But yeah, I guess that's all I have to say. About that's all that. I have to say, too. There's a pretty steamy scene between James and Angie. Oh, kissing. yeah. In the woods. Yeah. When they're searching for a killer. Yeah. And he like runs up to her and kisses her. And he's like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't be doing that. And she's like, we, sh- we shouldn't. But <sighs> and then she like max out on him a little. That was pretty steamy. Pretty steamy licious, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. That's kind of all I got on it. Me too. It's so um, like class trip, chastity belts, um, hot boys from early 2000s music, mm-hmm. um, chastity box, mm-hmm. um, outdoor voices, curology. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, if you are reading along with us next week, we're going to be reading uh, The Fog, which is the first in like a series of books by Caroline B. Cooney. Um, and if you want to find us on social media, we are at Teen Creeps Pod on everything. Um, if you want to support our show, you can leave us a kindly review on whatever podcast app you use. But if you use Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review on there. Um, Patreon. <laughs> we got some cool stuff coming at you on Patreon. So, um, uh, there's all different kinds of tiers. Uh, you can check out more of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, patreon.com slash teen creeps thank you so much to everybody who already uh supports us yeah on there. we really, really appreciate, appreciate it. you um yeah i guess that that is it yeah baby cool keep mm-hmm. it creepy forever this has been a forever dog production executive produced by kelly nugent Lindsay katai brett boehm joe cilio and alex ramsey Engineered and mastered by Alex Sarche. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.